Hello, it's Karen and Shelby, and today we have something special. Yes, today on Walking with Christ, this is our Thanksgiving special. Woo! Woo. Turkey season. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be going through a devotional that is called "The God Who Sees My Deepest Needs." Just how He sees our deepest needs this season. Yep, and we should be thankful for that, because. I think sometimes we're only thankful for the things that like fulfill our like what we really want, but we need to focus on being thankful for like our needs being met because sometimes our our want isn't really what we need. Yeah, like even the smallest things we may not notice like how we woke up today. Like that's not a need, but he still fulfilled that promise for us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You kind of lost me for a second, but then okay. I got it. I got it. <laughs> okay. So, the woman at the well, the God who sees my deepest needs, John 4. Hold on. Let's read. What is this book called? Adored by the God Who Sees Me by Carrie Clarenceau. You read better than me. I don't and know. And Kay Burnett. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. She's going to read a page. Then I'm going to read a page. We're going to popcorn this. Yes. Popcorn read. Okay. I'm very bad at reading, so when it's me, I'm sorry. <laughs> So, Saqqara, Samaria, during Jesus' ministry. The woman shifted the clay jar a bit to ease her tired arms. Powder-fine dust coated her feet and sandals as she walked beneath the heat of the noonday sun. Oh, how refreshing a hard rain would feel. Dahlia, or is that how you say it? Dahlia? I feel like I, I should know. Don't ask me. I'm like a reader. <laughs> Dahlia kept her gaze on the path as she passed the village houses on her way to the well. By now... She knew what to expect, and she did what she could to minimize conversations with others. Long ago, she had given up the custom of gathering with the women of the village to draw water in the cooler hours of the day. When she was younger, she had enjoyed this daily encounter, sharing village news and hearing about the newest baby or betrothal. Betrothal? Yeah. Like marriage. Oh, betrothal? Yeah, I think. I don't know. (laughs) Friendships as well as rivalries were born at the well. But through the years, her status had shifted dramatically. Her offenses haunted her with waves of guilt and shame, especially when she walked through town. The villagers knew of her past, as well as her current situation. Judgy people. <laughs> there were their whispers and disapproving looks stung like salt in a wound. To avoid others, she took a longer route or chose a less convenient time of day to draw water from Jacob's well. That's sad. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) My turn to read. Bear with me. The midday... Oh, wow. I already (laughs) messed up two words in. (laughs) The midday sun beat down on her as she slowly made her way to the well. The ache within her soul felt heavier than any physical burden she might, might carry. Wow. A few unwanted tears rose in her eyes, threatening to betray the thoughts she desperately wanted to hide. Is this all there is to life? Is this... Is this life I'm trapped in all I'm meant for? Okay, this is making me really sad. Yeah, I know, me too. This is really... Why is this me? Um, walking to class. <laughs> okay, sorry. From her earliest memory, she had longed to be loved, valued, and even cherished. She longed to feel safe and cared for, significant in someone's eyes. Looking back on her past, she saw a series of relationships with men that had taken, her, that had taken their toll. 
scarring her heart with each painful failure. Most recently, yearning once again for her acceptance, she stepped into a relationship without giving enough thought to the possible consequences. It was quickly becoming apparent that this relationship was yet another mistake. Sighing and willing the tears not to fall, she drew near to the well. There she knows someone resting nearby who was dusty and weary. She could tell from his appearance that he was a Jew. Dread flushed her face crimson. That's a red color. Focusing on her task, she hoped he wouldn't speak to her or escort her away. It's A-C-C-O-S-T. However you say that word. Accost. Accost. Mm-hmm. Accost her away. Not today. Oh, please, just let me draw water and make it back home without any trouble. She lowered her jar into the well. His gaze took in her anxiety and agitation. Softly he spoke, Will you give me a drink? Verse 7. Was he speaking to her, asking her for water? Years of unpleasant exchanges with Jews rose in her mind, fueling a quick and bitter response. You are a Jew, and I am a Sumerian woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Verse 9. Her jar reached the water and began to fill. He had no vessel to drink water, so she questioned his motives. She also knew too, she also knew too well how the Jews despised her people. In the eyes of a Jewish man, there was no lower position than to be a Sumerian and a woman. Sorry, the and was italicized. I don't know what the next word was. Besides, it was forbidden for a Jew to drink from any vessel touched by a Samaritan. I often say this wrong the whole time. A Samaritan woman who was considered particularly unclean. <clears throat> That's judgy. All right, go ahead, Karen. <laughs> and phased by her caustic response, Jesus said, "If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water." Verse ten. Flustered by this unexpected encounter with a stranger and caught off guard by his quiet manner, Dahlia paused, studying him, studying him as she drew the water jar up from the well. Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank drank from it himself as did also his sons and his livestock? Verses 11 and 12. His patience with her cut responses surprised her. He answered calmly, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will, be, will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Verses 13 and 14. Something deep within her grasped that he was talking about more than water. Was there some kind of water that could quench her physical thirst and wash away more than the dust that coated her feet? Did he know of water that could wash away the shame that settled into every crack and crevice of a damaged heart? Yes. <laughs> I, that, wasn't, that wasn't part of it, but I just said yes. <laughs> <laughs> this time, her reply came with a quiet longing instead of sarcasm. Sir, please give me this water so that I will never thirst again. Help me not to need to come here to draw water. This is a really cool book. Okay. Please, she thought, help me fill this inner thirst that never goes away. 
Suddenly, without warning, emotion welled up in her eyes, and she responded to an inner thirst she had felt her entire life. Yes, she thirsted. Thirsted for answers to lift her out of her lowly station in life. Answers that would make it unnecessary to take this lowly walk to the well each day. Yes, she wanted to scream. Yes, give me living water. Give me what my soul is thirsting for, aching for. His gaze pierced her soul, seeming to look right into her wounded spirit. Go bring your husband back here to the well. Dropping her head, she spoke softly, remorse choking every word. I have no husband. Shame enveloped. Enveloped. Enveloped her. Wow. (laughs) Bad at reading. That's right. In fact, you've had five husbands, and you're not married to the man you're with now. How could he know about her? Expecting the customary disdain, she nervously raised her eyes to look at him. What was this? She saw no condemnation in his eyes but something else he knew about her sin yet his eyes still communicated personal dignity unlike everyone else who knew her past and present circumstances this man didn't look away or step back to distance himself from her he stated plainly what she was as well as others knew she was involved in a disgraceful and sordid lifestyle Standing near him, looking into his eyes and hearing his quiet statement, she felt an acute awareness of her sin. He was obviously a holy man, a prophet. Samaritans differed from the Jews in their worship of God, blending pagan gods with the Jewish God. She never felt secure in the Samaritan way of worship. Questions she had harbored her entire life pushed to the surface. I know that Jews worship God only in Jerusalem. Our ancestors have always worshipped near this well, on this mountain. Help me understand how to live, how to worship correctly. Maybe this is what I'm missing in my life. Hadn't the Samaritans, Samaritan people been waiting and looking for the prophet who could f- follow Mos- Moses, bringing them restoration and hope? He responded kindly to her question. There is a time coming when those who are true worshippers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. For I've started reading your page. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'll just keep going. It's fine. I got into it and I forgot to switch. Okay. For that is what the Father is looking for, those who will worship him truly from the depths of their hearts. He continued, God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. Her heart was beating a little faster and her spirit felt an uplifting tug. Sir, it has been promised that the Messiah will come and when he does, he will explain everything to us. Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Verse 26. This revelation stunned her. Instantly, she believed he was the Christ. Leaving her water jar, Dahlia ran back to the village. All her life, she had searched for something or someone who could fill the void in her soul. She had longed for value and purpose. She had hungered for meaning and for truth. Her deep need for safety, companionship and joy had driven her to the arms of men who could never feel the ache in her soul. In a fleeting moment, her world shifted, taking her from the spiritual and emotional despair to a revelation of truth, freedom, and joy. Immediately, the crushing weight of her spirit lifted, and for the first time in her life, she felt free. She, a despised and sinful woman, had encountered the Christ, the Messiah. She felt clean, released from sin and shame, where there had been pain and guilt now, flowed freedom and joy hope and love she had to tell others anyone everyone about who the one who was waiting at their well the others must have the chance to meet him too here you go 
a page. <laughs> An entire village heard about Jesus that day, and many like Dahlia chose to follow him. Jesus defied the mores and cultures of the day by speaking to a woman who despised origins and a disdained reputation. He demonstrated through his rule-shattering conversation with her that God valued her as much as a wealthy religious Jew named Nicodemus. Status, reputation, or wealth didn't determine the value of a human soul in God's eyes. Jesus saw a lost soul worth saving, and that is what he still sees today. Greek, Jew, Muslim, Hindu, male, female, old, or young, Jesus sees a priceless soul whom he cherishes and to whom he longs to bring redemption and freedom. Jesus is still seeking the hurting and lost, and there are many more and there are many versions of Dahlia's story in our world today. Jesus was revolutionary in his days on this earth. He never bowed to convention or ungodly cultural norms. He chose to travel through Samaria that day. He could, he could have chosen a different route to avoid the Samaritan village, but he chose to journey through it instead. Jesus also chose to speak to this woman, a Samaritan and a woman. A rabbi would never converse openly with a woman, especially a Samaritan woman, who was known as sinful and considered unclean. Yet, Jesus chose to reach out to her. Everything Jesus said and did while on earth was purposely, purp purposeful, <laughs> loving, and truthful. This is evident in his encounter with the Samaritan woman. He connected her physical need for water to her spiritual need for the only thing that could satisfy the longings of her heart the living water that only he could offer. He used his prophetic revelation about her past and present relationships not to condemn her and make her feel guilty and, sh and ashamed, but to open her heart to the truth. <laughs> and to, but to open her heart to the truth, leading to the answer she needed, redemption. Okay, so now we're going to discuss this short passage that we read which wasn't actually really short it was kind of long <laughs> but you know i liked it me too okay so just how dahlia was thankful that god not only saw her physical need or her physical thirst but he also saw her spiritual thirst what is something you think you can be thankful for regarding this passage so i think with her like i think you know the thankfulness can be that like God took Jesus took that time to go through Samaria uh, Samaria to find her because like um, the end of it says is that he could have avoided it but he knew that she was going to be there and he knew that she needed him and he went there anyways and that God will like go out of his way to get to you and you know I'm sure she's very thankful for that and I'm very thankful for that that God will um, meet you where you are because like let's say you're defiant against God like you're lost in your walk and you know God's next to you the whole time but you're just not looking at God and mm -hmm. then when eventually you're like God I need you and you look he's gonna be right there for you he's gonna go out of his way to be right there with you through that whole thing and I am very thankful for that because I know so many times that, you know, I have gone through something and I thought, God, you're not here. You're not close to me. La, 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 la. And I'm not saying la, 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 la. <laughs> like, that, you know, I'm. it's dumb. It's not. It's a real feeling that, you know, I've had and other people have struggled with, too. Um, but then when, like, you finally, like, 
your whole body, soul, spirit is like, we got to turn to God because there's no other option. He's right there. He's always just right there. And I'm very thankful for that. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here today. Very true. No, yeah. Okay. So I'm thankful that he took the time, like you're saying, to stop. But it kind of showed everyone that he's just like the passage said that Jesus saw lost soul worth saving Mm -hmm. and that he did not discriminate if based on the fact that she was a woman. So he kind of was teaching everyone else to see that, hey, she's a woman and she's Samaritan. I don't care who you are Mm -hmm. or what you are. Yeah. I am still here to save you. Yeah. And this is just random, but like, (laughs) I guess I'm also very thankful (laughs) that God reached out to a woman in this because I didn't ever, I never really thought about it. Like how women were looked down upon so much in Bible times because in um, this little book, it talks about how like um, a rabbi would never talk to a woman, like where people could see them. And I'm like, what? That's so dumb. How are you supposed to get like, you know, the gospel, the word of God, if you're not allowed to talk to them? What? No, yeah. I never really, I knew that was like a thing, but I never really like thought about it, processed yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Like processed the idea that he couldn't be seen with a woman. But Jesus is like, I don't care. Jesus is like, I still love you. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> I I think that's great. Because, you know, I don't know. Like, a lot of the times, I don't really think about women being, like, a minority, really. Or, like, looked down upon as much. Like, I... Women still aren't treated fairly, you know, mm-hmm. because we the, uh, what is it, the wage gap. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, period products are a luxury tax, but whatever. But, like, you know, I don't, I, I think that that's not, like, we need to fix that. But then, you know, you don't really think about, like, how bad it used to be, you know. Um, like, in the 1920s, when uh, women were trying to get the right to vote or whatever, all they did was just, they were like housewives. They didn't do anything, you know? <laughs> but then back here, it's like, you know, this time, this lady's been married five times and she's been judged for that. And everyone in the town's like, we don't like you. Did those men get judged? I bet not. I'm very <laughs> upset now that I'm thinking about this. <sighs> okay, so now we're going to talk about a few things that we are thankful for. Yep. So, Shelby, what are. Just let's just look at today because I feel like there's a lot of things that we should be that we can be think or that we should be thankful for today that we may not have noticed. So just think about today from when you woke up to now. When I woke up to now, that means I have to remember today. Uh, <laughs> crap! What did I do today? <laughs> um. Oh. Okay. So I'm thankful for the fact that I have this planner that I plan out all my times with so that I can remember everything. And while you tell me about what you're thankful for, I'm going to get out this planner so I can remember what I did today. So something I'm thankful for is that I got to sleep in. Jealous. A little. Because I told myself, it's okay if you're late to class. What? Karen! (laughs) I wasn't late. I was just not there on time? The time that I, I always, always am. 
-hmm. So I normally like to be there like 10 minutes before class, but I was right on time today. Wow, Karen, I can't believe <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, push I'm putting down your thankfulness. I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Do you want to talk about your planner? Yes, it's fantastic. I... The back isn't really filled out, but like the back side is like sectioned off for classes, like everything I need to get done. And then the front is like a section that's like big projects I need to get done and what day they get done. Then each day is scheduled out by time and it's great because I forget things and I have a horrible memory. Oh. So I'm thankful for that. Oh, you were kicking me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, hello. <laughs> um, I'm thankful for the fact that... Oh, okay. I remember something from today. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I got to start writing this paper that I have to get done for, like, a final project while I was working today. That was great because nothing was happening at work, so I got to work on it. And I remembered to grab an assignment that I left in my room. Yay me, because I would have forgotten otherwise. And so, bringing some chemistry into this, sorry if you don't know what I'm talking about, but for a class, I have to create this compound. And I did the experiment twice already, and I didn't get my product that I needed to get. And that's the whole class, is just getting that product. Mm -hmm. And so I redid it a third time, and I got so much done so much faster because I was stressed and worried I'd run out of time. And then I tested it to see if it was pure or not. And if it wasn't pure, I was going to have to do all this stuff to, like, separate it and pure it, which is going to take days to do. But it looks pure, so it looks like I don't have to do that. So technically, I'm ahead of schedule. So I'm thankful. Wow. Yes. I'm thankful that you know a lot about chemistry. Was that confusing? I, I understood compound and pure. Something about a pure substance. Yeah. And a product. That's what you get at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I'm sorry if that was confusing. Now See, I feel like Shelby I... is the chemistry side. And I'm the language side. Yeah, that's why I'm bad at reading. <laughs> You're not bad at reading. Not I'm, everyone is good at reading. I'm surprised like, how well I read that. I'll be honest. I was like, I'm flying. Look at me. That's why I read more than I was supposed to. Because I got excited that I could read. <laughs> okay, so I'm thankful that I did not, that my stomach didn't hurt today. Yay! I'm thankful that my body is handling this Coke that I'm drinking. Coca-Cola. I love Coca-Cola. Oh, you know what else I'm thankful for? <laughs> yes. It's the small things in life. So my work, um, so at our school, you have like a declining balance on your cat card, which is like your little card that you get into your building with and you pay for food with. Well, I have no more money. That's the moral of the story. You, you have nothing? I have some swipes to get into the cafeteria that's not having nothing okay money wise so i can't go i can't go to starbucks and get coffee and i can't oh, go upstairs so sad i'm sorry first off I'm sorry. the cat the coffee at the cafeteria is disgusting because it's this weird flavor thing and it's gross and i hate Make it every time coffee in the mornings you think i got a coffee machine microwave girl what no! I'm Water in a cup and the microwave. That, what? No. Okay, we're going to ignore You've that. You've never done that? No! Why? Anyways, so my work... It's like boiling water. Okay, I only have one 
I only have one cup that fits into the microwave. It's from the cafeteria. I stole it. I don't steal, okay? I'm past that phase of my life, but I'm not returning that cup. Anyways, it always makes the water taste bad. So it's just like my last resort cup. I don't like using it. I don't like heating things up in the microwave. I don't think it's microwave safe. So that's why the water always tastes plasticky when I heat it up in there. Anyways, I'm thankful because I found out that my office that I work at has like um, a Keurig in it and like K-cups. But then my people that I work for, they always go out and buy coffee. So I didn't think we had anything, but we do. So I got free coffee today. And then I went into Starbucks and used their cream and sugar. Wow. Good thing free. you live next to Starbucks. Hey, I like free things. I also got to send mail to my friend who's in the Air Force. This is not today, but I got to go send mail to my friend who's um, at basic. So she can't like it calls or anything. She can only get mail. And I got a thing of envelopes for free. And then when I went to go buy stamps at the bookstore, they're like, we only take cash. I didn't have cash. And I guess I looked really sad. So then they gave me two stamps for free. <laughs> pity <laughs> so it's the little things to be thankful for it really is i mean I'm thankful that my mom actually answered the phone because i've been trying to call her these past few days and no response and i'm like well fine <laughs> so she actually answered the phone today thankful for that Yay. thankful that about a week from now we'll be at home that's nice. That's that's really nice. Thank you, Lord, for making Thanksgiving. Thank you for making Thanksgiving. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> and I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you. Bye. Bye? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess goodbye. So, now that we've talked about a lot of random things, I feel like... That we're thankful for. Yes, it all goes back to that idea that we're thankful for all these little things in life that God gives to us. Like time. Yes. So, we're going to close it out in prayer. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Karen. Pulling the headphones. (laughs) Jerking my head away. Okay. So, let's start off our prayer. It's going to be sad. Okay, let's go. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Why am I laughing? I don't know. It's because I'm sad. <laughs> okay. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. And thank you for everything that you give us and everything that you help us through. Um, thank you for the time we have with our loved ones. Um, and thank you for the knowledge that, you know, even though they... It, it can come to a time where they have to leave, you know, if they love and, and know you that they're going to be in heaven and that one day we're going to see them again. I'm very thankful for that. Um, I'm also thankful for memories with uh, family members and, you know, getting to talk about you on this podcast and getting to see Karen every week <laughs> uh, and just having that community um, to help build all of us up as we go through different things because even though, you know, sometimes we have rainy days, um, you're still there with us and I'm so thankful for that. Yeah, Lori, thank you for everything that you've given us and for allowing us to be here this day. And thank you that you're always looking out for us 
And I pray that you give Shelby the comfort that she needs because I realize that there's a reason she's wearing all black today. It's called mourning. <laughs> it's a fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that as you were praying, and I was like, oh, sorry. I feel like I... My grandma died on Sunday. <laughs> But you know what? I'm thankful. I had a dream about her. What was your dream? I don't remember. But I remember it was like, I guess, like her spirit or something. Because I got the phone call as she died. And I went back to sleep. I mean, it's not typically, I guess, what you do. But I went back to sleep. Because <laughs> I was like, you know what? Thank God for her. Because she was in a lot of pain. She was dying of cancer. And, um, well, this is interruption of her middle of a prayer. Sorry. Um, but she was really sick. And she was in a lot of pain. And I got the phone call. I was just like relieved, relieved, relieved. Because I was like, she's not in pain anymore. Good. And I went back to sleep. And then I had this dream, vision, real life, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think it's real. And I saw like her spirit and like the uh, uh, the side of my bed. And like we talked. I don't remember what we talked about. Maybe I'd feel better if I know what we talked about. Um... But we just talked, and it was great. I felt very at peace with it. And then we said bye, and then she left. That's really nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Lori, thank you for those kinds of relationships that you give us. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to my grandma in a long time. I mean, I, don't, I didn't talk to her very often because she lived in Idaho. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, yeah, thank you, Lord, for all the people you place into my life into mm-hmm. our lives and we're just thankful for everything that you've given us amen amen we will see you maybe not next this, no not next not tuesday because that's thanksgiving time so this one's for but the tuesday after that we will see you and hope our you enjoy season is coming to an end oh my gosh we'll come back next semester of school definitely but but not until not, like this is not the last one. This is not the last one. You would let us. We would let you know. Be like this is the last one of the season. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.